0: Hole in the floor that leads down, uh, probably to the second level that you've already uh, explored. You've actually been to the chamber underneath where that hole deposits into. I think that was a chamber with the the warm spring water. But there was a, a captive dwarf. He's kind of got kind of a wobbly head, this big, long, floppy nose. So he's all tied up here. He's bald on the top of his head. He's got kind of orangish flesh. His clothes, or what what little that he's wearing, all seems like it's woven from leaves and plants that have been kind of stitched together. His beard... He has, like, little mushrooms and spores kind of growing out of that. And you had seen earlier, as you were observing the troglodytes, there was, like, this one giggling troglodyte that was going over there and actually, like, picking the mushrooms out of his beard and eating them. I don't believe you've untied him or ungagged him yet. He's he's over there, though, and he's kind of wiggling and looking at you uh, expectantly that maybe you're here to provide a little bit of assistance so you're just coming out of combat with these three troglodytes, three distinct troglodyte personalities that you were uh dealing with there was the the giggling kind of bulging eyed troglodyte that was eating the mushrooms off the moss dwarf's beard. There was the uh troglodyte with the golden teeth and the pirate's hat, and there was the um troglodyte that was very eagerly guzzling down this um, some kind of a beverage from a clay pot at iridescent scales and maybe maybe seemed a little off in the combat maybe a little wobbly almost like they're under the influence of something. And then the other thing you can maybe see on the opposite side of the the stones that kind of make up their makeshift it's disgusting in here it's it's filthy it smells just rank and rancid. The whole table is kind of covered in fish guts and gore. From not just this recent meal that maybe that they were indulging in, but like caked on layers of gore from meals past. And to the south of that, all of that you can see there's kind of these heaps of pondweed and animal skins, just kind of piled up in some kind of a nest. It looks like distinct little places where the troglodytes maybe nest down and bed down whenever they take their rest. So uh, that's what you have. Uh, the the moss dwarf is. Kind of scooting a little bit, tied up as he is, kind of rolling over in your your direction.
1: So yeah, I guess at at this point, Joffrey would probably untie the moss dwarf and sort of um, it, maybe interrogate him a little bit, try to find out what the Troglites had him for, what you know, who he is, what he is, what the situation is.
0: Sure. So you start to untie him, you ungag him. His head kind of bobbles a little bit as you're doing that, and he's got kind of this almost,
2: like, a little bit phlegmy kind of gurgly voice, but he says, Oh, thank goodness you have come, and thank you for untying me. I
3: just want to interrupt real quick and say that this is now the precedent, if any of us creates a war, <laughs> we have to use this voice. So put that in the back of your
4: head, Isaac. Hey, Alex, uh-huh. I just want to say that uh, while this is going on, there was, an, there was one other uh, like hallway or whatever that was leaving this place, right? Leaving this room?
0: Yeah, let's see. It looks like the chamber here goes further to the south, and then there's also a tunnel just to the the southeast, I guess, right here that leaves this main chamber.
4: Okay. Then where I want to be while this is going on is kind of uh, keep my ears peeled, listening down here while they're talking, just in case anything is coming.
0: Okay. At the present you don't hear anything okay anything that anybody else is doing while joffrey is untying the moss dwarf
5: uh i'll be going up looking uh you were hurt this combat right uh silver
3: oh yeah i'm uh, unconscious
5: yeah okay he'd be going up uh to silver and just looking over his wounds and just
4: kind of shaking his head <laughs> you you rub flowers on him no. <laughs> yeah. How do you peel these guys?
0: I think uh Marjoram is probably just hanging back with you, friar, probably doing the same kind of like looking at silver, and she's just like, well he mm-hmm. you don't really know him that well well uh, I, I no uh,
5: He's uh, uh, he 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 put his life. On the line multiple times for us mm. already. Uh, we we need to get him out of here. It does, looks like he might. He's kind of just kind of like napping your, at your face and doing stuff that would... Try to see if you're still alive the way... Whatever he knows how to do. And, be, well, it seems like he's still with us somehow. Not looking too good, though.
0: <laughs> Hate to do this, but... She goes into her bundle of stuff that she had packed up and she produces a little vial of kind of a kind of a very light red fluid. Then she kneels down and pours that tincture down uh Silver's throat. And you regain three hit points. Cool. <clears throat>
3: that puts me at two. So I will be no longer unconscious. <clears throat> and I'll wake up and I'm looking at the friar like face to face. You know, he's like smacking me around and like trying to like interact with me, and I'll just be like, oh, 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 blood just comes out of the mouth. Did we get them? Oh, did we ke- uh, kill the troglodytes?
4: You're all are good. Dead?
3: We're all good. And I'll just reach up to embrace the friar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why are you hugging Girl, him get, for? Let's get,
5: let's get you up. Let's get you up. Good job.
3: He'll, yeah. he'll help you get up. And then uh, yeah. I guess, Marjoram, your Marjoram was feeding me the potion, so was, yeah. I'll just say thank you. Um, thank you, Marjoram. I am... I, um, uh, I had heard tales that you would be, or I guess I'd seen your statue. I wondered what kind of person you'd be. And I'm I'm glad to see that you're someone who's willing to help the party and help us find our way out of this terrible place. Oh, my leg. Oh, I'll just go down and kind of like rub where like my hamstring has been like severed.
0: Um, take a rest if you need to, but maybe not too long. She's looking, takes a glance back at those frogs. Yeah, so while all that is happening, then, uh, Joffrey, you're having your conversation with the, the moss dwarf. He's just kind of lavishing praise upon you. He says,
2: There's such a mighty warrior. I was watching you from over here by the hole, and oh, you're so valiant and strong. Look at you.
1: All those things are true. We have no time for such pleasantries. Uh, as you can see, um, tunnels have collapsed. We've we, we are trying to get out of here. There's a dragon hot on our tails as well. Oh. And we need to know if we can trust you before uh, uh, we bring you into the fold.
2: Oh, so. I assumed that Wormspittle sent you. You're not from Priggwart? You're oh, from no from matter. Triggwart. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm thankful for the assistance, however it came. Uh, yes, I am at your disposal. I mean, he's kind of like bowing to you a bit. Yes. Uh, let me introduce myself. I am Obolm. I am a, a servant of Wormspittle, the herbalist. I came here looking for. Uh, I heard there was like an herbalist, uh, somebody selling herbs out here in the caves, and I came here on behalf of my. my employer to see if they might have a rare plant that my. my employer was looking for. All I found was
3: troglodytes. Well, is it possible that one of the troglodytes was the one selling the herbs?
2: Mm, I guess it's possible.
3: <laughs> I poked the one with the captain hat, like with my sword. See if he's got herbs on him.
2: <laughs> All they did was rob me. They didn't seem like they wanted to do business. And mm. speaking of which, which one of them has my letter? Oh, I need to get my letter back.
0: And he's you know, like kind of go over there, and, like, he, he, like, rushes forward, but then he looks back at Joffrey and, like, kind of like, is it okay if I search them kind of demeanor?
1: Yeah, Joff Joffrey will, will, will do one of these, you know? Oh. Like, go ahead, you know?
0: And he wobbles over there, his head bobbling the entire time, and then he gets over there, he just starts, like, patting them down. You know, uh, this one's just got a hat. Hey, you want this hat? He's gonna kind of give it towards Silver. Look good on you.
3: I'll take it uh, politely and just kind of look at it. I mean, it's like moldy and rotted Shit and
0: Yeah, it's just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll kind of like pat it a few times and see if I can like knock off some of the gro- uh, disgusting You know, <clears throat> I, um, I'll i tell you what. Thank you, album. I, I will hold on to this and cherish it always. I'll put in my... Actually, I don't have a pack. I'll just kind of like
0: attach it to my belt or something, <laughs> like looping into the belt for a second. And he just is, like, patting them down. Like, they, they're not really wearing much, so, like, what he's searching for exactly is a little questionable. But finding nothing, he's like, It's gotta be... It's gotta be here somewhere! And then he's gonna start, like, kind of running over here to, like, their their bedrolls and such, and kind of pilfering through the filth.
1: Joffrey will probably just, just um... is, is getting perturbed by all this franticness, probably. And, and is gonna yell to the to the dwarf to stop. Just stop! Stop! What are you searching for? Why are you searching for What? What importance is this to all of us? Look, there's danger abound. We have to get out of there. We do not have time.
2: For I have to get my letter. It's very special.
1: Well, why is it special?
2: It is a poem that I am working on. A poem? A kind of a love poem.
1: Oh, I can see why it is not important at all now. Um it
2: is important. It's important to me.
3: No, I I totally understand. Um album I um I myself fancy myself a, a poet dabbler for the past 50 60 years or so and um I from one poet to another, I respect your passion. But I will say this, you know, again, some constructive criticism and advice, and take it for what it's worth. I find that often, often in the most direst and darkest of times is when I write the best, most real poetry. And also, I find that sometimes recreating things that I've written, I often find that it's improved. So, might I suggest that you rewrite the poem? I can't. In light of your, oh, well, okay.
2: (laughs) I can't rewrite it. (laughs) I don't like have physically, it, or yeah, it's, I don't have. It's a special ink that I wrote the poem in. It's I uh, I don't have any more of it. Would this be some okay. sort of magical ink? Maybe a. Um, I hope so. Charming, sort of ink. I hope it's sort of charming a bit. I okay. I, I'm gonna. I I don't know you guys all that well, but I'm gonna let you in on. Some spicy details here. <laughs> I'm going to present the letter to the Earl of Yellow's daughter. Seems she wants to get married, you know, quite fancier. But I need to present this letter, this poem, this work of art in the middle of a ring of toadstools. It has to be the silver ink, it has to be on this parchment. It's the only way it'll get to her. Oh, I see. Okay.
3: So this is sort of um, a a ritual to teleport the poem to her, so to speak? That's right. Now
2: you get it. It's okay. So it is important. I need to get it back.
3: Well, I guess we can maybe take a few moments to help him search. I mean, there's quite a few of us. We have a, a monkey and two strapping lads who haven't been able to participate much yet. I look over mm-hmm. the two woodcutters.
1: Might I remind us all that you were just healed by Marjoram? We were da- downed? There's a dragon in here? Folks, listen. <coughs> poetry, tree um, there's certain death here. We have to get out. So, it, it, look, I I, I untied the Morse Dwarf. I take responsibility for his life. Uh, but, but, look, we, we've got to get out of here. If we're gonna search, let's search, and let's get the hell out of here.
2: Look, we'll hold on now. Let's be reasonable. The dragon probably doesn't have it. And it's possible they dropped it down the hole? No. I don't think so. I think maybe one of the other troglodytes. There's a few others in here. Sometimes they come in here for meals and such. They really depleted me. Look at my beard. Not looking very healthy.
1: Your head seems to be bubbling about as well.
2: Oh, yeah. I've been doing that all my life. Look, I, I'm i tied into some really important people back in Pregwort If you help me out... I might be able to make some introductions for you.
1: Do we know anything about pregwort?
0: It's probably been mentioned before. I would I say like probably in... in you've, you've spent enough time in a couple of taverns at this point that in asking bartenders about such and such a drink or, you know, where, where does this beverage come from? or You've probably heard the word prigwort associated with different alcohols you've asked about while in the tavern. And so probably the limited information you have about it is it is renowned for its brewing and spirits and it is a it is a village probably one of the larger villages in Dolmenwood and it is ruled by a number of families and each family is a noble has a noble line tying it to Castle Brackenwald, and they're all they're all brewers
3: connections are important and i have some experience with courtly politics uh having a Benefactor on your side is good. Also, I just have to say my heart goes out for the poor guy. I and I'll take um the party to the side. I don't think the letter's gonna do much for him, but you know, we could humor him and maybe help him and you know. I don't know. I just think it's I think it's worth doing. I don't actually, Oliver doesn't Winston doesn't think it's worth doing. <laughs>
2: so,
1: <you> know, <laughs> it's pretty very clear. I mean, <laughs> I think that, that Joffrey does I think upon hearing uh, uh upon possible connections or whatever introductions that is is um, you know, knowing we could probably use some of some of those connections and, and ways to make money and stuff is is probably piqued his interest. But I don't think Joffrey is inclined to necessarily trust this dwarf very much. He just found him, you know, down here being eaten alive or whatever. He felt like he, you, you know, <laughs> Uh, uh free him but uh there's not really nothing about anybody that he's met down here from the drone to to Martrim, to the dwarf that he really trusts so he's 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 wary
3: well what about this um and I'll approach the the dwarf again and say listen abham i i have to say that. Even if we find your letter, it's probably been soiled. I mean, look at this cap, that lovely cap you gave me, and I'll point out, like, the filth on it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that this is something you really want transported to her, Whoa. but I think there's an alternative. Let me pitch you. What if we deliver the letter for you? I think we we may be able to um, approach uh, the Earl and, and maybe have the letter hand-delivered by someone as courtly as as I, and I'm all like glamored up now, like I've kind of like use my change face to like help with some of the disfigurations undergone in the past two hours. um, Say we could do that for you. And maybe that would suffice. Maybe be better than a mysterious letter appearing.
2: Um, well, I don't know if I want you going directly to him. Uh, that would probably be complicated. I need the letter. The letter is really, you know, I, maybe you go in and saying something nice about me would, would work, but I really need the letter to complete the ritual. And I have faith. But he looks to the friar. I have faith, Father, the one true God will bless my, my love. The one true God believes in love.
5: <laughs> really now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a follower of the faith? Are you? I,
2: I I sure am. I go to church <laughs> once.
5: Uh, that's fine. Um, you see, you see, we've been in here quite a while, and we're not doing too well. You would understand why we would like to leave as soon as possible. Oh, good. Uh, now you say that there's other troglodytes that might have your letter.
2: I've said there's like three more that I've seen. Although, um.
5: Which way did they go?
2: I think down to the south, maybe. I I see them coming on going from those tunnels there. There are three. One. The one guy, he always looks a little distracted whenever he comes in here. He's been. Got some kind of a cube that he's always playing with. Like, uh. He's always distracted by it. He's always twisting it around and some kind of a puzzle box. He's going to summon Pinhead.
1: <laughs>
4: sir Rubik. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, you said there's two uh, ways, correct? Le- yes.
1: Let me ask you, sir. Could you just do me a favor? Could you, on your fingers, count, just count up how many you have? I just want to see something very quickly.
2: Count how many troglodytes?
1: Just just count how many fingers you have.
2: Oh, uh, gee whiz. This is not a trick, is it? Nope. No trick. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. All this right. Is, I got count, this one, guys. Too.
1: Then we, we, we can maybe trust this information. I was a little worried there for a second, because he said one, three troglodytes. I wasn't sure. <laughs> maybe there are three.
2: Uh, three. Right.
5: Uh, he's going to look to Marjoram. Is that... Uh... Headed south. Is that the way we need to go? Do you do you know? Are you familiar with this?
0: Well, I don't know precisely, I suppose, but, um, it stands to reason, and she kind of points back to the river or the stream, that is heading south. That should deposit in the main lake of the grotto. This would be the right direction to go if it is to connect up the entrance.
5: Well, uh, Your name, again, was... uh, You said your name was...
2: Obom. Obom.
5: Obom. We'll we'll head south if we come across it. Uh, We will probably have to fight those troglodytes anyway. Uh, But otherwise, uh, we will do our best to dispatch them, but we won't come back in. Is that fair enough for you?
2: Okay, so if you see the troglodytes, so fight them. Um,
5: Yeah, well, if they try to... Harm us, of course.
2: Okay.
4: Look. Can you fight as well, Oblum?
2: Uh. Yeah. Have <laughs> a good fighter.
3: I'll pull out my short sword and hand it to him. Oh. So. Okay. Stand in the front and wave this around.
2: Stand in the front, huh? Well, fine. You know what? For the letter? Absolutely. Let's go, boys. Let's go this direction.
1: Yeah, for I think um, jo- Joffrey, you know, with him leading off, Joffrey will kind of like put him and start leading, <laughs> leading the party. He's got stubby little
0: like... legs. Yeah.
1: Joffrey really feels sort of responsible for this now. You know, uh, having untied him, he could have just left him there <laughs> growing mushrooms. So he's just like, oh, my God, how did we get into this? <laughs>
0: Yeah, you got kind of like uh, the whole circus coming with you of monkey and all uh coming out of the caves.
4: Now, would we have heard of these kinds of dwarves before?
0: I don't believe you have, unless unless somebody at some point had mentioned offhandedly moss dwarves. I don't think you've encountered them yet. Um I would say they're not um they're not uncommon amongst the denizens of Dolmenwood. They they mix in with society. They 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 they're reclusive. They live in their own communities, but they trade with human settlements. So um, and they are mortal, right? They are mortal. Yeah, he's not he's not a fae or anything like that. So guys are so gonna have, go ahead. So
1: we have this passage, and then there's another passage down here.
0: I think we're going south. And sorry, we got to do our kind of housekeeping a bit here. Um, there was a torch that was being used, or a lantern.
3: Yeah, I had a lantern going at some point. Um oh gosh, I was tracking it and I don't have it on my character sheet anymore. I had four oil oil uh flasks and I think I'm down to 3. I think we just exhausted it, if I remember correctly.
1: I believe you're correct, Yeah.
0: So, sounds good. Uh, another turn passes to okay. deal with that whole scene. And it's like 24 turns, right, for an oil flask? Oh, that makes Someone? sense. I think it was four hours. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
3: Okay. I'll just make a little note.
0: All right. So uh, you're going to begin moving south. I was waiting for later to have the conversation, but if
5: uh, Moss Dwarf is there, tell me what 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 does actually what does your beard do? What do those mushrooms do on your beard? They were eating them. I am a bit. Uh, you said you were. Looking for a herbalist? You work for one? I'm a bit into uh, herbs and uh, to other uh, things that maybe you know magical effects and whatnot. On
2: you want to know what my beard does? Yes. Um. Well. And what are you? <laughs> also, but first
5: your beard. I don't want to be rude. I.
2: Oh well. Um. You know, I I think it um, kind of causes you to see different colors that don't exist and uh, kind of go to a, kind of a faraway place a little bit, kind of trippy. Oh, I don't I don't partake myself, but um, probably the only thing that kept me alive was the that one right there. He's pointing at the dead droplet. I he really mm-hmm. got a kick out of it.
5: I'm sure he did, and he's gonna just eye his brother. <laughs> so get to see if he's giving him a look or not,
1: <laughs> brother. I know you're going to pick the mushrooms when I'm not looking, anyway. So if he gives you permission, just take some.
5: All right. Well, if it doesn't hurt you, maybe I might just just for to study, um, first hand effects. Maybe I might ask for one.
2: Um, I guess it's like the least I could do. And he picks one off. Oh, here you go. <sighs> I can't even did it. ah, oh. uh, It's just like, you know, like shaving probably for you. It's just a little, no big deal.
5: What are these mushrooms called? Are they just moss beard?
2: They're moss beard <laughs>
0: mushrooms. Uh, make a roll to identify. How about that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a one. This is a fungus known as smottle bread. It's a psychedelic, but it has a secondary effect. That is, it gives a plus two bonus to saves against magic.
5: Ooh. The only thing is you have to be tripping balls to...
0: Correct. (laughs) Well... So the penalty on that would be, there'd be a minus one penalty to attacks, minus two penalty to missile attacks. Okay. I'm gonna say, you asked him what he was. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he'd call himself a moss dwarf or not, but I don't have a better word. So, he refers to himself as a moss dwarf.
5: So, oh, so you,
0: all of you are made of herbs
5: and plants? Did you... Grow from the forest? Did you have a father and mother? I don't mean to be asked these questions. I'm just wondering if, I, you know...
2: No, no. You're very inquisitive, and I appreciate that about you. You're lovely father. I'm happy to answer all your questions. Yes, I have a mother and a father. We come from the forest. We all come from the forest. Do we not?
1: Well, We were
5: born in the city, but... We, yes, but I guess...
2: We come from that? the woods. We were born from the earth, from mm. the wood gods. But now we walk in the one true god's light.
5: You don't have to do it. It's fine. Don't. You don't have to do it. It's okay.
2: <laughs> no, no. I have reverence for the faith, but nice. uh, please, good father. Um, so any other questions you have about me or my my people? Well, how
5: about we get? How about we? Get out, and then maybe we might. I'm sure everyone might have a few more
2: questions for you. Yes. Well, um, uh, off to find my poem. Yes, maybe in the next room.
0: <laughs> hopefully,
5: hopefully oh, we just leave.
2: <laughs> so he'll
0: start walking down to the south passage. You're all following in behind. As
3: soon as the moss dwarf gets in front of me, I'm gonna
0: subtly drop the hat. Okay. Sounds good. We'll advance another turn here as you're moving carefully forward. And so you come into this, uh, the next chamber is not altogether that's that much different than the previous one, except the crystals here, two feet long, protruding from the ceiling, are a pale pink. There's again a sandy floor here that is filthy, debris strewn with bones and carcasses of little animals and such. Uh, probably the bones of fish that have been discarded on the floor. And then you can see another boulder, uh, like kind of this central slab table with a bunch of boulders around it. It's just rotten. It's like worse than the other table. But like the, the gore and the filth on this table is so bad that there's just like this haze of flies and such that are, and maggots are growing in All the filth on the table. It's like it got so bad that even the troglodytes moved on from this table and then, you know, made made the second one rather than cleaning it up. There is a body, a troglodyte corpse that is slumped over on the table, like seated and slumped over, and its flesh is decaying. There's a heavy smell of rot intermixed with the troglodyte filth in here.
3: I'll cover my hand. Uh, my face with one of my hands and take out the two handed sword and just kind of like awkwardly probe it from as far away as possible and like try to like lift its head up and say, Oh, does this uh, look like one of the ones that uh, fought with you, Abham? This one, one with the maybe the letter? Oh, uh, mm.
2: hey, one down. That's good for us, right? I think
0: maybe as you like lift the body up, maybe just a bit, you can see like like some trauma or bruising around the neck, almost like it. Someone had strangled this troglodyte, perhaps, with like a heavy grasp, because there's this like bruising and discolored flesh around the neck area.
1: Not so good. Still have uh, been murdered.
0: Marjoram, have you seen. Are you aware of any other,
3: maybe larger creatures with big hands?
0: Hmm. Larger than a troglodyte, but smaller than a dragon? Mm hmm. Hmm. I am aware of creatures. Of all kinds, but none that I know that layer here. I mean, could it be these troglodytes? They can't be all that uh, loyal to one another. You saw the erratic behavior of the others. Perhaps a bit of infighting happened.
3: I'm not worried if that's the case. More worried if there's um, something bigger and tougher preying on the troglodytes. But if it's just the infighting,
0: then yes, one down. Well. And she kind of like pauses. Uh. There is a chamber here in the caves, a monument that seems to replicate individuals that pass through the room into figurines. Are you aware of it? Yes. Um, I think we all passed by. Uh, She would say there was an ogre among them.
3: That's right. That's what I was trying to remember.
0: But Uh she'll, she'll look at the troglodyte and she'll say, she'll give her assessment that it Doesn't appear to be an ogre's mitts.
4: Was this perhaps the one that uh, you saw manipulating that cube? Perhaps they got into a fight amongst themselves over it.
0: Obolm goes over there, and he's looking, and
2: he's looking around, and he says, Um, uh, is it wrong to say they kind of all look the same to me? I mean, I don't see the cube anywhere, and this one... It's all kind of mangled. I I can't really tell
4: if it's the same one or not. I'm I'm going to take my sling out and just have that kind of at the ready.
0: So the troglodytes have tails.
2: And so I'm going to say he picks up on this detail. He's like, I don't think it's the same one. The one that had the cubit or got a tiny tail. This guy's got a big, long one.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, then he starts just kind of mulling around. He's like looking around the stones and... He's pinching his big long nose as he does so, kind of looking around. From the south here, you can hear rushing water. There's a door over here, an old door is probably being generous. It, it looks like it's it's just kind of like a a plank that's been constructed of like old driftwood that it's been bound together by rope, but it's it's adhered to the wall and seems to be closing up a tunnel here, and um, you can hear. Some big, it sounds like arguing or bickering coming from over there. Like some indiscernible voices in that troglodyte language. That is all. You don't hear anything from this tunnel.
4: There doesn't seem to be any scrawling on the wall or anything in the language that we had seen before.
0: No, uh, nothing on the walls, other than maybe um, occasionally there's like a little bit of like filth or something that has been kind of smeared on the walls, but nothing that's like linked communicating anything
1: found the troglodytes question is right we hear rushing water we know water was where we came in so mm-hmm. it's possible we found an escape but we've also found the troglodytes so now we just have to make a decision which way to go
3: if there's two of them there's quite a lot of us. they seem to be somewhat craven creatures. maybe a show of force we catch them by surprise they'd surrender or at least give us the letter possible. Assuming we could communicate with them. True. <clears throat> That's
1: a big assumption.
3: Album, do you happen to speak, troglodyte?
2: Uh, I, no. Uh, we, we don't need a reason with them. Maybe they're arguing they're busy, we could just sneak past them and get the letter. I mean, I'll you go. Mean
3: if it's like sitting on a table or something, but if it's yeah. one of their packs or... Uh... Here's a question for you.
5: If we leave, will you be coming back by yourself to get this letter?
2: I gotta get the letter uh, can I keep the short sword? Maybe uh.
3: you could have the short sword. I just um I'm with the friar. I don't think we can let you harm
1: yourself uh, all right I, let's just let's just go in after the trouble. Hey. With it. <laughs> uh, whats a, a next next captive we find in a tunnel. You're leaving
2: there. Yeah, you're going to leave the next one. Come on, <laughs> let's go! You're so brave.
5: Understand that we've lost many here already. Uh,
4: one uh, of us twice already.
5: Well... But don't be cheering, okay? I'm so- <laughs> I- <laughs> This is not a Come party. On, let's go.
2: Let's go. It got a little party. awkward yeah. there. I'm sorry about your friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mushroom soup for dinner. Uh, okay. But... <laughs> All right. Uh, so you're moving up to this door.
1: I I think I like the idea of going in in force and and surprising them. So I think Joffrey's going to like pose that to the crew. Like, if we bound in, swords drawn, and mass, maybe they will just, you know, give up. What do you guys think?
3: I think that's the way to go. Mm. All right.
1: Goffrey will be in front. I think I'll do that
3: thing you do. That thing with your face.
5: Extra intimidating, brother. Yes, that look. <laughs> 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 you
3: are disgusting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm I'm going to um use my glamour to concentrate, give myself just red eyes. Just like spooky eyes, and my horns give them a little bit of red tinge to them.
0: All right. Um so as you guys are setting this up. I brought all the token. I think all the tokens are in there. If you want to position yourselves how you'd like to be outside that door, uh, so you can do people. that. Okay. Yeah, that's the, the so many people thing. This is where it's going to get uh, maybe a bit tricky just because, yes, you have a lot of people, but the initial round might be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. And uh, by all means, the Moss Dwarf is, is happy to charge in there. So, um, if you want him to be right behind Joffrey, he would, but he'll also defer to like how you guys want him to behave.
3: I'm going to pat on the back and say, there's nothing more um, poetic about a lover fighting for his love. So, get in there, champ. And I'll pat it on his back, push him forward a little.
0: He's got the sword drawn. He's...
3: <laughs> I hope he has more than
1: two hit points.
0: I honestly don't know. I'll have to look that up uh, once it matters. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to click. It's going to I like this guy look um, i
1: think we've got about 10 hit points between all of us so we've got <laughs> yeah,
0: that's mm. true. marjoram is absolutely disinterested in this like she thinks she's been Can't like making it. little side yeah. comments like what the hell like uh, <laughs> who cares you're uh, joffrey you're gonna <laughs> open the door i'll give you the description of what you see and then we'll make a roll to see if they are surprised uh, Jeffrey's going to do
1: his best, you know, police <laughs> command presence and his... How about you? Open
0: the door. So you uh, bust down the door, uh, which is easy to do. It's a pretty shoddily made door. And you look into this natural cavern. Um, the ceiling's here about eight feet tall. Maybe is among the first chambers in the caves that you've seen that doesn't have crystals in it. Sandy, uh, floor in here. There's a rickety cabinet that you see that leans against the east wall. And in front of it, there are rows of... There's just a, a heap, a trash heap, that looks like it's scraps of leathers, maybe bones. You feel like you see some, like, maybe snakeskin there. It just looks like discarded, random things. Not Not... Not necessarily, like, filth and refuse, like you've seen in the other chambers, but actually, like, maybe things that the troglodytes have stripped off of victims of theirs, and then the, the the things that they have found uninteresting, they've discarded in this heap. And there are two troglodytes there that are wrestling with each other and spitting and hissing at each other, biting each other. So there, there, there's two. One is this, like, one red eye... And then the other eye is, like, dangling out of its eye socket. Like, he's already incurred damage from the the other troglodyte. They've been fighting each other so ferociously. And then the other has kind of purple blotches all over their body. Like, maybe they've been beat up or bruised or hit. Um, And so they're just, like, tearing into each other as you enter. And so, uh, Joffrey, why don't you roll me a d6? And I'm going to say you can surprise them on a roll of 1 to 3, because they're pretty occupied uh so joffrey if you want to roll that d6 yep
1: yep yep uh two
0: okay so you got them surprised so there's going to be a free round here for you all so open it right up with uh movement and maybe we'll start with joffrey any movement you would like to take um
1: yeah joffrey's just gonna get right up on this guy and go for it
0: all right uh moss dwarf is gonna similarly go You'll move up to there. I'll move. Silver's I'll go moving
3: five, up. 10, 15. Oh no! Well, I'll just go there since I can't. I can only go twenty, so I can't get close enough.
0: Oh, perfect. Um, let's see, uh, Fryer. Any movement for you? Uh, I'll move up close enough to be able to sling.
5: <laughs> yeah, troglodyte Fight Club. Um, I think Isaac's gonna go up there too. Hey, guys, got a palm. <laughs>
0: There you go. Thomas movement. Alright. I will move there and attempt to sling. Alright. Uh let's do ranged attacks then and we'll start with that one from Thomas. Alright. Uh it's an 18 on the die, so 19. Yeah, which one are you trying to hit?
4: Uh the furthest one back.
0: Okay. That's a hit. Uh
4: what's a sling? D four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh one plus one. So two.
0: Points. Okay. I don't know if this is uh, sacrilege, actually, do, but I'm gonna write right in my book you, here.
4: Do you get to add one for missile? That's just to attack, Th- so it's just one point.
0: Oh, one point. Okay, sounds good. Uh, other ranged attacks.
3: I'm gonna throw a dagger. I have a dagger. Sounds good. And yeah, it's in ten feet. Hold on. Sorry, this is a little. I've never done this before, so this is different. Yeah, so I'll throw one at uh, all poor bloody Mary. So. I am hobbled, so I get a minus one on this attack because <laughs> of my dexterity. Uh, 16. 17 minus
0: one. Sorry, you gotta look up troglodytes because they give me hit point values but not the stats. Oh.
3: Yep. Yeah, so I kind happen. of like awkwardly heft it. Ugh. Oh, this, uh, this bum leg of mine. That's gonna get old fast. Uh, and for damage, it's gonna be one point.
0: One point of damage. Okay. That was Bloody Mary. Cool. Uh, any other ranged attacks? Uh, yes. Uh, 15 to hit. 15 will hit. All right. We're going after Bloody Mary. Damage. Ooh, four. Very good. Four points. All right. She is still up.
3: How about a Can we have her shoot?
0: I'm going to say no. Just because that's Aww, she's
3: like wrangling the monkey. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if we got a PC missing, they, they just we're we're not gonna put them in because if I do that, oh, then I have to put them in a combat situation. You could have your PC die when you weren't there. So that's mm-hmm. not cool. That is that's fair. fair.
1: That's very fair.
0: Um. So if that's everybody for range, then we'll turn to melee and let's say we start with Joffrey.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh. He's gonna attack with his mace here. I rolled a two, so I probably missed.
0: Yeah, reroll. have five rerolls? I'm gonna, it. It. I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna or use si- it. i I'm gonna re-rolls. use a
1: different, and I'm gonna use a different D20 as well.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, so it's a twelve plus one is thirteen.
0: Thirteen will miss.
1: Oh, oh my god.
0: Uh, oh see. no!
1: <laughs> hefty troglodytes.
0: Let's see what this moss dwarf, What if this moss dwarf is like OP? That'd be great. <laughs> <80
1: different ones. laughs> I'm getting more dice just in case. I just bought more.
5: I want to see him like just
0: become (laughs) like Zoro or something.
1: Like just super like.
0: (laughs) Okay, he's not. Oh, (laughs) get back! (laughs) He's He's up. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Short sword attack. Oh, he hits though. Uh, see, short sword. That's a D6, I believe.
3: I think so,
0: yeah. Six points of damage. Oh my
2: gosh.
0: So, he hits, and... Bloody Mary is still up, but that Uh wound takes her, like... You can just see... He, 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 like, kind of awkwardly just kind of, like, jaunts forward, and in the distraction of everything, like, seems to, like, cut right through her chest. And then he pulls out the sword, and he kind of, like, side looks over at
2: Joffrey, like, Did you see that? Uh Oh. You missed it, huh? Um
0: who else do we have in that's it, I guess, for melee.
2: Alright. So that is everything
0: then. So we're gonna roll initiative here. Any okay. spell casting or uh movements out of melee? Otherwise yep. we will d6. Uh I guess let's have uh Joffrey, you wanna be the caller for this one?
1: Yep. I rolled a three.
0: I rolled a two, so you guys get to go first. So um start first here with any uh movement that Anyone wants to make their it's going forward? Silver's going up. Fryer and uh, Thomas, find where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yep, still just gonna.
3: I'll I'll uh, call the dwarf another... over. And be like, album come on, join me. In the name of love, slay this troglodyte.
2: Okay, let me kill this guy first. <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> Hold yours. <laughs> um, I'm doing. I'm on a you're hot dead. streak here. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see, ranged attacks start with Thomas. Uh, that would be seven. All right, that one will miss. Friar, uh, thirteen. Thirteen will miss. I think that's all of our ranged. Let's go to the melee. Let's start with Sir Joffrey. Right. Uh, it's a miss. I rolled ten plus one is eleven. All right. Sure. Want to use a re-roll? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do do it. get this guy. You got here. five left, so. Might as well burn him. Uh,
1: yes! Okay, so that's a... Uh, with my plus one, it's 20.
0: Alright, that's a hit. And we get some
1: damage here. So do six. I rolled a six! I uh, believe I get a plus one on my damage as well, yep.
0: Alright, mm-hmm. uh, swing the sword. Is it a sword or the mace?
1: Uh, this is a mace.
0: Mace comes forward, cracks the skull of the Troglite, and goes down. As it falls, it falls off of the short sword of...
2: um. <laughs> uh, Album, and he's like, "Hey, you took my kill."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just kidding.
1: I'll I'll pat him on the head and be like, "That was my kill all along."
2: I I know, <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> and uh, so then he's got no one. Uh, but we go to the melee here. We got the. Let's start with silver. All right, all
3: right. I'll say, I told you to move up. Um, twelve. That'll be a miss. But I'll reroll. We roll five, my curse dice.
0: All right, and then uh, can I have the woodcutters take their attacks? I believe it's just a straight roll, I don't think they have a bonus.
3: Yeah, they have to the pretty high strength to get a bonus. I rolled a two for my-
0: miss and a miss. Okay, okay. Um, silver, you moved up there this round, right? Oh, yeah, okay. I'm just trying to think through the process of the stench thing. Um, so. Proglodate's turn happens, and it's going to attack... Random roll. See which one. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, so it's going to try to attack silver.
4: Uh, oh, spaghetti <laughs> All right, d20. And they have, like, three attacks, too. First yeah. attack misses. I'm
0: sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I just did that. Second attack misses. And here's the bite. Misses. Oh. Oh. So, uh, it's trying to uh trying to recoup here after it, this is a little bit jarring for it. Uh you just killed the thing that it was trying to kill and now there's a whole horde of you here. Um So, give me a d6 roll for initiative. Any spell casting or moving out of melee that would happen? No. All right. I rolled a 3. I got a 4. 4. So, you guys <laughs> start um So, silver and the two woodcutters, you need to make a saving throw versus poison.
3: Okay. And we want to roll roll above that number, right? Above that number. Poison is a 13. Oh, that's paralysis.
0: What's poison? 13 still.
3: Nice. I failed.
0: What does poison do again? Poison, in this circumstance, is going to give you a minus two to hit while in melee with a troglodyte.
3: And does that like fade away over time, or am I poisoned for like a day or something?
0: It's it only applies while you're in melee with this particular troglodyte. So as, as soon I'm as you're out of melee, yeah.
3: then goes away. Yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll uh, not re-roll. I'm poisoned.
0: So, uh, let's do movement. Um, Mossdorf did the, uh,
4: did the woodcutters roll?
0: I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I guess uh, we don't have maybe. Um, ryan's i'll just roll yeah, i'll just roll again oh you I'll roll, roll it. Again. Yeah, yeah yeah i'll roll it again uh there you go okay so that one will be at minus two um so as the movement happens here i think uh oh okay um so movement ryan um yeah he's gonna like offer for you to go first and then he's like uh she's and he's just like in the background like trying to find his spot to like get
2: in um
0: a
3: pretty good fighter. Can I, I shuffle I I let him in maybe yeah Can i uh, shuffle make a space one yeah, that works with
2: okay. Yeah, you could do that. And he oh, there we go. Thanks, sir.
0: Thanks, buddy. Um, any ranged attacks that need to happen?
5: Yes. Mm, oh, 17. hits.
0: Damage. Get it out. There we go. Uh, one point. One point. And then Thomas. All right,
4: come on. Uh, that would be eleven.
0: That one will miss. Alright, uh we'll just go around the horn here starting with uh Winston Silver and then we'll just go around like yep. counterclockwise there. Cool. Alright, so
3: I'm fitting off the attacks on this creature and I'm going to try to chop its head off. And I will miss. I'm gonna reroll because I don't want to die. Is that okay? Yep. I'm doing it. Please
0: do two rerolls left.
2: Fuck. Missed again.
0: Alright, woodcutter. Or no, no, Moss Dwarf.
2: Here we go. Uh,
0: does it get a plus? If it gets a plus, then it's a hit. It does not. Uh, so that'll miss. Um, Woodcutter. Ryan's Woodcutter. And your guy's at a minus two because of the stench.
1: I had a nat 20 on that. Oh, so nat 20 always 18. hits.
0: Um, How do crits work
3: in OSC? Is it just max damage or something?
0: That's what I always do. I've been doing that in this game. I'm going to say Thanks. that that's what it is. I don't know
5: if we've ever gotten a crit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> uh, so, Again.
0: max damage for him would be a four, so four points of damage. Nice. Alright. Then Isaac's woodcutter. Nice. That's going to be enough. Woodcutters in tandem both chop forward, axes cleave right into its chest, and it drops backwards.
1: They've had just about enough
0: They're the gritty survivors of the (laughs) woodcutter. They survive the funnel.
4: They level up. Yeah. They're second level (laughs) woodcutters. That's right. (laughs) All right.
0: um,
3: That's it.
1: They're down. Uh, I'm going to suggest that we drag the bodies out of this room so it's not stinky and then search.
0: Dragging the bodies out of the room? Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, We're going to advance a turn. So, this is a start round here.
1: That stench is so bad, it's affecting, like, we can tell it's, like, nauseating. It's... Oh, so I'll pick up my dagger.
0: Okay, yeah, the one that you threw, you go and retrieve that. Um, I think Alblom is going to go running over to the cabinet, and he goes and he opens it up, and then all of these skulls just start pouring out and kind of like, Ugh! he's kind of taken aback by that a bit. Um, they are all just troglodyte skulls is what they look like. Each one seems to have something in a language that none of you understand, likely troglodyte, something painted, writing painted on the uh, forehead of each one.
4: I will attempt to read it, if I may. Yeah, how
0: does that uh, work?
4: Uh, read languages first level. Oh, a uh, spell. Okay. No, it's a, it's a skill. Oh. A minstrel can read non magical texts in unknown languages, including dead languages and basic codes. If the roll does not succeed, the menstrual may not try to read that particular text again until they reach a higher level of experience. So it's basically non-magical languages. I have a chance to make it out.
1: Do we remember the the skull totem that our friend reached out, touched, and died? Mm-hmm. Did those skulls have writing on them? Do we?
0: They did not. All right. So it looks like you have a forty percent chance at four. So four percent. All right. Uh so that's the way I do it is it's if it's under the forty or lower, then then that's a success. So um, basically it looks like there's names painted on them, like it's like Sloppy Joe and
2: <laughs> Man,
0: from, which. Rancid Rory. Uh it's
2: all like garbage garb- garb- kids.
4: Garbage. <laughs> garbage <laughs> kids. <laughs> um I read off a couple of them. I say it looks like these are the skulls of ex-companions of these troglodytes, Perhaps ones that, you know, I mean, do some of them look older than others? I mean, it could be like their whole their whole clan from uh, the last hundred years or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, quite the collection, so that cracks. Uh, anything that the rest of you were doing at the moment?
5: I would ask the Moss Dwarf. Did you, did you find it? Can we go now
2: uh i I just need a little bit longer there, There's a whole pile of trash over here. We should search that probably, huh? Uh,
5: all right, where's the trash
2: yeah i'll
3: I'll help him too. I just kinda of pick through the trash, okay, Jeffrey's
1: not going anywhere near that,
0: so um another turn is gonna pass while you're doing this, but um, yeah, it's mostly like leathers. Rusted old blades, uh, shredded clothes, just just raggedy crap that has been stripped off of victims of theirs. But um, you do then find he kind of holds up. At some point, he, he he grabs, as you're searching, like you're, you're filtering through, and there's like the slimy-looking leather bag. And he's like, there! There! And he goes and he grabs it, and he reaches up and he pulls it up, and he's like, oh! And you can hear him kind of shake it. Oh! There's, like, coins jingling and jangling in there. He's like,
2: ha-ha, this is it!
0: And he opens it up, and there's, like, an envelope in there that's unsealed. And you see him kind of wipe his hands off from all the filth that you've been rifling through. And he opens it up, and he unfolds this letter. And you can kind of see, if any of you are kind of peeking or kind of looking at it, you can kind of see this shimmer on the script that's on the pages, And his eyes are lit up and he's smiling, beaming as he's like, you can see him kind of mouthing the words to himself. He's kind of lost in his own little world for a second.
3: Can I read over his shoulder and see what the poem says?
0: Yeah. Uh, He's distracted enough that he won't really notice that you're doing that. Um, And the poem reads, written in uh, Woldish. Woldish, okay. Seasons cry to make me quiet. Your beauty engenders in my heart a riot. Though I be a dwarf and you from fairy, I'd love nothing more than for you to marry. Our union would be for me number three, and our love would branch out like limbs on a tree.
1: It's beautiful.
3: Wait, number three. I'm, I'm muttering that to myself. <coughs> uh-huh. <Number> three. <laughs>
1: it's like maybe leave out your first two wives. Oh,
3: I'm wondering <laughs> if they're first, if they're current. Yeah.
4: it definitely rhymes true maybe that was the reason
2: and he folds it up and he's like alright I'm good to go
3: (laughs) Alex do we have any suspicions that there's like some kind of like because my worry is that he's gonna like manipulate this poor woman into falling in love with him with like a magical spell. Is that, is there any like vibe we're getting off of that? Or is it just, he really just wants this letter to let be teleported to her.
0: Yeah, I, or, I don't know what kind of vibe he gets. Like he's just weird <laughs> and alien <laughs> a bit. <laughs> so, That's
3: a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. I tried.
0: Um. So while all this is happening, um, Friar, are, you, you were helping with the searching.
5: Uh, yeah. Well, as soon as that happens though, he's kind of ushering people.
0: Time to go. Thomas, what were you up to during oh, yeah. that period of time? Uh, I was just
4: looking at some of the skulls. Okay. And, you know,
0: putting
4: um, to memory some of the names and, and stuff, and I guess the the script in case I ever run across it in the future.
0: You're a, you're a bit solitaire, maybe, from the rest of them. Um, so th- there's maybe a little bit of commotion and bickering and, I don't know, shorthand kind of happening with them. You're out by yourself by the cabinet, and you can hear. There's definitely like a noise coming from over here. Um, it's very subtle, very s- quiet, but it almost like feel like you hear kind of like a mechanical clicking, and maybe some like mumbling.
4: Uh, so it seems like it's coming from the back of the cabinet.
0: Uh, sorry, from the north here. Uh, from around the bend. You, like you can't see.
4: Oh, gotcha.
0: Um, but there's, there's like a tunnel that kind of bends to the north there.
4: All right. Uh, I state to everybody, I say, I think we got company coming from the north. Look lively. Is our, uh, poison gone after the troggle died is de- uh deceased, or is just, even just
3: being in this room enough? As,
0: yeah, you, as soon as you move those bodies out, it's still stinky in here, but it's not overpowering you. Got it. Alright, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll pull out my sword. And as you all are, like, kind of readying yourself... Here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, no. No, no. Uh, Nothing nothing comes forth, but you all are hearing it. You get silent. You're all readied. And you just hear, like, once in a while, like, a click.
2: Uh, uh,
0: click. No.
3: Mm. Does it sound like a uh, Troglodyte talking?
0: It sounds like a Troglodyte talking. Right.
5: Trying to play with the, with the puzzle box. <laughs>
1: uh... Do we you rush in there, guys? we that. rush on in?
3: Well, um, how much do you like puzzles?
1: How much do I like puzzles? Mm-hmm. I'm not very I am not very good at puzzles. My brother may be better.
3: Yes. I enjoy
4: puzzles. Enough to kill. But <laughs> no. <laughs> A properly made puzzle box is an expensive item. Uh-huh.
1: Look, uh-huh. I make five for us all to get out of here, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling that this troglodyte will not be happy we killed all his friends. So
4: I, I, I think
3: I, I'm inclined to agree, Sir Joffrey. I I don't see the value in slaying this poor creature. I think we should just go. Oh. Unless you are going a different direction, but
1: I, I am inclined to leave. I'm also inclined to believe that well, he may follow. So I am uh. good with either either decision. But we must make it quickly either we pounce while well, the moment is right and he does not know that we are here or we get out while well, he does not realize we are here but the moment he knows we are here we just have to kill him
2: well, they have no
4: Filled love for killer. each other
3: I say been killing each other
4: we may at some point come back here and just be an enemy that we've got to deal with in the future yep
5: let's go then <laughs> you
3: know for mortals i you don't seem to have much respect for your fleeting lives
4: Oh, that's we, why I, you we are, need to go. That is why you are up front. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> all them like gives you back the shorts. Right? I don't think I need this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
3: take it and maybe like inspect the handle for like moss or mushrooms and put it back. So yeah, I'm I'm down. Like as a as a player, I'm down to kill this guy. I just uh, up to I you. I think all. it's a-
1: as a player I'm totally down to kill this guy but as a character I think Joffrey is like at 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 his the end of his rope. Yeah. As, <laughs> his patience and he wants to leave. Yeah. I think we should leave.
5: You would see the friar like shocked at the fact that people are actually want to leave and it seems like this <laughs> entire time we've always just gone further in. So <laughs> he's like all right let's go then. Good. Finally. Please, let's go.
0: Alright, so the plan is to leave.
1: If we can. Mm-hmm. Joffrey's gonna yeah. keep Joffrey's gonna kind of like uh uh tell his brother lead the way out. Joffrey's gonna keep the back covered, kind of walking backwards with his mace out and shield kind of watching to see if the troglodyte hears us or follows us out.
0: Okay. Um as soon as you start you all start exiting the chamber, um, you don't get any sense that uh he's following you. So mm-hmm. I suggest
1: that we try to see if this tunnel leads the way out.
0: Okay. So you start to make your way out of the south tunnel there, and fresh air is coming at you from the passageway, and you look out. Um, it's summertime, so there's probably still sunlight. It's um, It's nearly 6 p.m. at this point, but there's still sunlight that... It's coming down. It's a beautiful sight. There's sort of a rainbow kind of feel coming off the falls that deposit into the pool there. All the monkeys are hanging out on the cliffs, (laughs) kind of looking down, and Abu waves up at them, and they go down at him, and a little bit of a monkey reunion there as you're coming out. You will have to swim across if you want to uh, get to the stair that leads out of the grotto, but it is a welcome sight to now see the exit. Mm-hmm.
3: What's the uh, situation for swimming in heavy armor, especially plate?
0: Um, it, it's uh, a bit of a struggle, but it's it's with all of you here, even if you were floundering or whatnot. Like, you, it, there's no real uh, threat to you, so you're oh. going to be able to make it over there, no problem. Got it. So, is it the group's decision here to exit the grottos? You're going so. to be basically at the end of your adventuring day. You could probably, you know, if you want to put some distance between yourselves and the grotto, you can. But ultimately, you're not leaving the hex tonight. You're going to have to go and make a camp. Probably dry out your clothes and things after after being in the water um, and being in that stinky when, troglodyte cave. But
1: when we get out, all our, our car, all our equipment, everything is on.
0: Un- yeah. Uh, there's no bandits or anything that uh, happened upon it in the short short amount of time. You really weren't in the caves all too, too bad. Um, you know, like m- been in the mo- majority of the day, but it hasn't been sitting there, and there's not enough traffic to this area that anybody came upon it, so you're all good there. All your stuff is still there. We have just exited the caves at Fog Lake, and the characters are basically going to move into... Rest procedure, setting up your camp, and then we're going to kind of see. I think you're going to head back to the woodcutter's camp, probably settle up maybe a few things there. And we're probably just going to summarize a lot of the pieces here going forward just to kind of uh, see what direction we're going to take for our our next session. So it'll be very much establishment. But um, why don't we start things off with the camp procedure as you're coming out. It is uh, evening time. So uh, just to kind of review the tasks that we need to have um, taken care of here are uh, we need to fetch firewood and build the fire. We need to fetch water, um, cooking, and then a possible camaraderie check, uh, possibly from Thomas or whoever, whoever could do it. But um,
1: I think normally me and Marine go searching for wood together.
0: Okay, and you also have the wood cutters. You can put them to work doing some things as well.
3: Collecting firewood makes sense.
0: Yeah. So tends to make be what firewood. she does
4: normally anyways.
0: Who would like yeah. to do the fetching of water? You only need to have one person doing that. I'll take it. Alright. Fryer usually handles the cooking, and so...
4: Double rations for everybody tonight.
0: <laughs> I think um, marjoram will probably stick close to the fryer, like kind of setting up the camp. Um, Obom... He he's taken a liking, I think, to the Friar. Uh, both the brothers, I guess. I think he'll stick he'll stick close to the camp too. Um just talking to the friar about herbs and making some small talk like that. So we'll have uh Ryan, if you want to roll a D6 for yourself, I'll roll three D6 for the two woodcutters and Marines character. We'll have her on this too. So, so I have Fourteen. So in total, you're gonna have um plenty of firework for tonight, and then you can mark down that you got eight days or uh, sorry, eight hours of um extra <laughs> soup surplus for the next time. Water is always successful. Um, weather conditions easy enough here tonight to build a fire. Let's do the roll for the cooking. Okay. Uh,
5: I forget is that a wisdom or a con.
0: It is a, I believe it's a wisdom check. Uh, Mm. Yes, rolling under wisdom.
5: Uh, Yeah, I pass. So he would have. I think the friar. How are we doing on rations?
1: So we have in the cart. We have twelve iron rations in
3: total. Okay, I've got six standard. All right, bottom
5: one. He would, um, I think the friar would, uh, recommend we use those standard rations and keep those, try to keep the iron rations. Um, and we'll, he would say that he would like give you what he, you give, he'll, he'll give a little bit of his to you just so that you would have iron ones instead. So if it was okay with you, he'd probably take those standard rations off your hands right off the bat.
3: So Uh, all six.
5: Yeah. How many do we
0: have in the party right now? One, two,
3: five plus four, I think. Well, oh, actually, is the mosque guy coming with us
0: for tonight? Um, he'd probably tell you his plan is to go to Prigwort, so you're gonna go in opposite directions, and probably tomorrow you'll split. But okay, he would tell uh, you if either the, way. Yeah, if you if you ever in Prigwort, go look him up. But yeah, for tonight all they right. need to be fed. So
5: all right, so six and I have eight, so I'll just take them for me. I'll uh, we'll have five. Okay. Do we have enough then? Uh, he would have uh, possible. He would have probably grabbed a few of those bubble uh, weeds, the little kind of seaweed-ish thing that was on the ground while he was going through. Uh, he would ask if there were any the moss dwarf if there are any like nice like tasting herbs on the ground or wherever. He's 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 he knows about like pepper grass and lemongrass and that stuff like that. Uh, but he would uh i guess he would make a stew just something hearty stick to the bones maybe there would be like some i don't know we'd say like pork or something maybe like a pork kind of pork uh stew with like creamy mushroom sauce peppery with like a hint of like we'll say like basil thrown on top
0: sounds good uh this is definitely comfort for the soul after everything that has transpired right like just the the shock and horror of being trapped down there in that dark place losing waymond um you know just the, the the eeriness of the shrines that you saw the fact that the the droon might be poking about yet with his undead um apparently there's a dragon on the prowl we probably worry a bit that maybe it would emerge maybe from the caves and Keeping keeping an errant eye out for that. There's just so many reasons why you're probably looking forward to putting some distance between yourself and this Mm -hmm. place. But the stew and this time around the campfire is welcome.
5: I think um, he would, though, with that mushroom he had, he would wait for his brother to come back into camp. And, like, as soon as he comes, he would bring out that mushroom and, like, pretend he didn't see him. And he would, like, pretend like he was putting it in the stew as well, just to mess with his brother a bit.
1: Oh, brother. <laughs> it's not going to be that kind of night. Not after this day.
5: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He put, he put it away.
0: <clears throat> and uh, any kind of camaraderie or some storytelling or song from Thomas?
4: Uh, All of the above. Uh, Thomas will bring, break out his uh, bottle of I think it's called Inkling Wine that uh, he had and to share with everybody and kind of kick off. I don't want to say celebratory, but telling, you know, have everybody tell a bit of a story about, you know, I mean, for us, Waymond, uh, for the woodcutters, them um, and just kind of get the ball rolling on kind of a solemn yet celebration of life type thing, you know, t- tell a, tell a good story about the person and remembrance and, uh, uh, with a glass of wine for everybody after the, after the dinner and okay. then finish with
0: a song too. So awesome. Um, so night is very peaceful. Um, it's, uh, you're all sweating a bit. It's It's probably like, upper 80s almost 90 degree weather so it's uh, after being in the cool the coolness of the caves uh, you're all you know taking back the fresh water that uh, silver has procured pretty pretty rapidly is there any th- conversation or things that you want to take care of here around the campfire tonight
1: we certainly have business we need to attend to we have in our cart quite a, a, a number of crystals um we have options for what to do with them um you know that we can take care of on the way to go with marjoram to uh, lady shantywood um and, and then there's even discussion of after that what what do we do what what uh, I, after what we have learned uh, um I don't, I don't know that I'm in a rush to bring marjoram back to uh, we are already free out here. And uh, to make our way, so I, I I don't know that we would be necessarily following through with our mission, and I think that that's kind of the elephant in the room, is it not?
3: Well, um when I'll just kind of pipe up like i I've been thinking as well, um, I first of all, cheers to you, thank you for, and I'll take a glass of Thomas's wine uh, and just drain it. Uh, thank you for um, really helping me escape i I too lost a companion. As I spoke, um, she uh, was she perished in the dungeon, and I have honestly been fleeing my my home, uh, sort of as a jumping off for adventure and and seeing what I can learn and really get inspired to write something truly meaningful. But uh, I'm a bit lost. I have no direction, and with this leg like it is, I I'm in no shape to adventure alone. So. I can't help you know where to go, but if you would not mind, I would like to tag along. You seem to attract adventure uh, and interesting stories. Uh, I'm hoping that maybe I can p- be witness to one of them, even if, even if I'm not a participant. Uh, I will say, um, if it's of any concern to you, that dark things have been invading the land of Faerie. Uh, there's a being there by the name of the Naglord. He is uh, been corrupting things. So I have to say that um you know I had thought hopefully maybe to learn a little bit more about how the mortals have addressed him but maybe there's something for us to uh be thinking about it could be a great quest to slay the nag lord i would make a great poem
4: well it seems the corruption from uh from the nag lord and in- the land of fairy has spilled over into ours. As we had uh, about a week back, ran into apparently a minion of his. It was a uh, beast that had the the head of a unicorn and the body of a man. I do not know if you know what that creature may have been, but we slew it. But it uh, does not bode well. Mm. Well, you know, the Nag Lord himself
3: is sort of a Cruel mutilation of a unicorn in his most common form, anyways. We call him Anto- Anto- Atenue Nine Legs, uh, partly because he has nine legs, but uh, uh, he's a nasty new entity in the Fae and the Fairy. Um, and of course, just for context, new for an elf is not new. So, you may want, like, <laughs> maybe in conversation, we figure out this has been, like, 400 years that he's been causing problems. Um, but, uh, anyways, I'll say so. I mean, uh, if you're saying a unicorn man, that seems to track with a theme. Did you happen to see any, was there any connection
4: to uh, diseases or pestilence? Yes, it had, it was residing in a town. Versus forgetting the town's name. <laughs> Dreg. Um, Dreg. Uh, in the, kind of like the smokehouse, and it apparently was corrupting the meat, and the town was kind of, uh, it was more of being affected by a disease of the mind as opposed to disease of the body. People were becoming angry and violent and uh, kind of not themselves.
3: That sounds very, very likely related. Um I'll be honest, uh, the corruption that he sowed in my realm was uh, quite destructive. Uh, I will be honest, I I fled out of fear originally. uh, But I took it as an opportunity to finally shake myself out of my funk. I'd been staying in the city for over 50 years and not making any progress, kind of wasting away... uh, so I took it as a sign to get on the road to explore. But if the Naglord has made his way all the way to the mortal realm, mortal world, I maybe it's something. Maybe it, the real sign is that we will do something about it. I should say too, I, Thomas. I keep I haven't paid close enough attention. Have you mentioned Dolmen Stones in front of my character at all? Mm, probably not yet. Uh-uh. Okay. Just want to make sure because I may have missed a chance to explain some stuff, but
0: I don't know um, if I'm going to get into granular detail with this. But you would, you would, Marjoram Graver would be active in this conversation and like asking you questions that probably you don't know the answers to, but like she's just exhibiting that she's very curious about. Got it.
4: Yes, one thing that I'm curious about uh, is it fine to refer to you as just Silver or sure? No, uh, no, no, no. Um,
3: it's it's. It's a silly tradition with the elves. We we don't like to use our real names. Uh, so Silver Upon His Brow is, uh, we all kind of, it's a joke, I guess. We go by kind of uh, insults, epithets, um, means that I, I have a hideous visage. Silver is a bit detestable to my people. It makes us sick to the stomach. So um, we take it in kind. It's kind of a thing, you know, like, Sure, so you have nicknames for each other, but you can call me Silver, no problem. I understand the awkwardness it is.
1: Like, well, could we just call you Sil or Silver? Is that good enough?
3: Yes, I mean, sure. You may call me whatever you would like, as long as I understand what you're saying. I have no um, particularities about it. So then, what's your real name? Hmm. Well. Uh, pardon me it's it's um maybe the traditionalist coming out for my my raising but uh we don't like to share our fairy name uh, even very rarely with each other and close friends but
4: especially you, you would understand right tradition
0: mm-hmm.
4: when was the last time that you were in your land is it uh, possible that the naglord has reached into the mortal realm as you call it uh, because it has taken a stronger foothold in yours from when you left,
3: and I realize I have I have messed that up. It's the other way around that the Nagors from the mortal realm. I think right, Alex.
0: Nobody like a, nobody knows its origins as cool. far as you know.
3: I'm going to go with my misunderstanding then, because one thing about I've never been to the mortal realm and I don't know anything about it. I've been kind of yeah, like I'm a young elf, so I'm I may be giving you slight misinformation just. So you all know, but
0: I'll say, well, I'm sure if you went to any sage or something on either side, like they always assume it just appeared one day. So it must be from the other place. Right.
3: Right. Right. I'll say, well, um, like I said, uh, we don't, you know, we tended to, the Naglord is kind of a, a, a boogeyman to a degree. Um, we'll scare our children with them. Uh, not really something that we really see as much of a problem and like I said, um, we sort of ignored him, but he, uh, very recent times, the past several hundred years, he's really made an impact and started to kind of, uh, be more active, I guess I should say. And, uh, my city, uh, of Harkhold, it was, uh, was destroyed by harpies and ogres and all manner of shadowy creatures. And, uh, clearly, uh, Minions of the Naglord. Um, so, if you have been experiencing
4: things along those lines, I, you must be interacting with them as well. How did you come? I mean, how how does one come from the land of fairy into the mortal realm? Well, I I took a fairy road. Uh, it was called the White Way.
3: Fortunately, it's a one way journey. Um, but we had to flee, and I figured, what better place to go to explore and. Maybe even learn more about the Naglord uh, coming
4: to the Mortal Realm. Do you know how to get back?
3: Uh, I can't go through the White Way, that's for sure, but um, it is possible to return. Uh, uh, from what I understand, but I'll be honest, I, it's my first time leaving the fairy. Never done it, but uh, I believe it is uh, just a matter of finding the right road.
0: Um, Album will probably chime
2: in. At some point, he would say, um, Closer to where I'm from, there is a gate that leads to the land of fairy." The lands oh, really? of, uh... Yes.
0: The Yellow Duke.
4: Yellow Duke?
0: Uh, hold on. I'm probably saying that wrong. Right. Earl. The Earl of Yellow, sorry. Earl of Yellow. her heard
2: that before. Yeah, the father of the... My sweetie. Yes,
1: there we oh.
0: go.
3: I see. So, your letter is... Are you trying to propose to an elf?
2: Uh, no, um... You kinda got a little bit of a goat thing going on.
3: Um, <laughs> goat folk.
2: Yeah. Right. Cloven hooves. <laughs> are
3: are you there fair- satires in uh in Dolmanwood, Alex? Or did you just definitely goat folk? We'll say
0: um we'll say because you are a fairy that you've heard of the Earl of Yellow, the Earl of Yellow is satyr like Seder. in appearance.
2: Got it. Interesting.
4: Um, well Are you fairy as well? then
2: no problem no i'm from here uh us um us um uh, we our origins are in the dolmenwood but we have dealings with fairy.
3: well i can wish you luck uh, i will say that the my the fae are um, mercurial folk uh, mortals are a curiosity to some of us uh, some of us Take a special interest in them, but uh, often, often that interest is maybe not y- your might not be to your benefit or your liking. I don't know much about this Earl of Yellow, but I've heard of him, and uh, anyways, just uh, be careful. That's all I'll say.
0: Uh, Marjorie, Another- oh, go ahead.
4: Oh, I would. I was just going to say to uh, Silver, um, you say that you're a relatively young elf. I'm just curious, considering that. You're the first one I've ever met. Um, can you tell the age of an elf by the shortness of their or length of their horns? Will your horns grow? Oh, interesting. Um doesn't it quite work like that. Uh, and the elves are
3: my people. Not all of us have horns. Some of us have um, unusual features that stand us out. Some of us have long pointy ears. Some of our ears are shorter some of us don't even have pointy ears. Uh it's just kind of there's a lot of variety. I've uh I'm, I suppose you maybe don't know much about elves, right? Uh very very little. So my horns are not unheard of, but uh definitely not a a common element and the fact that they're naturally ivory is actually part of the uh <laughs> part of where my name comes from. Uh, it's not an attractive feature, but um, yes, there's some of us are, I've known elves that were barely visible. They're so ethereal and some that are, um, almost, um, they almost shine like the sun or the moon. It just, just depends. It's not as, we're not like the, I mean, well, I look at the moss dwarf, I guess, well, you know what I mean? I mean, look at him and look at you. There's some variety. I mean, he's like a
4: <laughs> mushroom growing out of his face. <laughs> yes. Which I will say is qu- is something that's quite odd, and I've never experienced that either.
0: Mm-hmm. Marjoram is uh, just pensively like looking into the fire. You've all drifted off the topic, but at some point, when there's like kind of a lull in the conversation, she'll she'll bring back up the topic of the nag Lord, and she'll say, "Oh, would it be that I was younger and had access to all my resources? This would be a topic rich research." Uh, sounds even like a topic that runs deep in threatening our world. Uh, something of perhaps urgency. And she's like, she pulls out that crystal, the opaque, dark crystal. Um, that you have since learned is, apparently contains her husband. And mm-hmm. she says, uh, she's just kind of like almost talking into it, like uh, it's probably not our quest to take on, but. She looks to you all, and she says, If you were to look into this further, I have a colleague at Castle Brackenwald that you could... Should you curiosities be that you would wish to learn more about an egg Lord and see what they, the people here know about him, uh, perhaps you could look him up. He is a professor at the college, the Royal Institute there. Professor Edwin Wogglemane. I'm not sure where you're... Where your fates are taking you, but uh, should you find yourself, you've been good to me. I trust that you're not leading me astray in dealing with this Madame Shantywood, and so, if you were to mention my name to him, preferably when there is no one else in the room, um, you, you may be able to get his cooperation, whether it be in dealing with this Nag Lord or or other such questions that you might have. He he has been here for decades. I wouldn't trust him. He's a scheming old bastard himself, but we've got history. We are we called each other friends that, at one time.
5: Where did you say that that uh that Professor Edward reside? Uh ca- at
0: Castle Brackenwald. Okay.
3: Well, um I don't mean to to uh immediately cash in a favor upon doing a good deed, but I have to say, um Oblum uh you have a connection. You, you said you'd introduce us uh, to one of the families that maybe has a connection to Bracken, Um Do you mind doing that? Introducing us?
0: This is to who the Dwarf
3: Oblum. Yeah, is it
0: Oblum or Oblum? Oblum. Or, Oblum. Yeah, because um,
3: cool. yeah, he had said that he had like a family connection. He had a connection to one of the families, uh, like a royal family that could connect us with.
1: That's the Earl, Earl. of Yellow, isn't it?
0: Yeah,
3: oh, was it the Earl oh, of Yellow?
0: No, no, it? no. So, so he 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 lives in Prigwort. Um,
3: yeah, in Prigwort, that's what
0: it was. He, so the whole thing with the Earl of Yellow, you're getting the sense he's got a fantasy. Like that's a whole side thing. Like he's got this fantasy with his daughter, and you know, yeah, kind of like you said earlier. Like, is this going to pan out? Is what he's trying to do, even like a real thing, um, right? But but he it does seem that he's got credibility in the fact that he works for an herbalist in Prigwort, and so what he'll tell you is. He doesn't have a direct connection to the royal families, but he has a connection to his employer who supplies a lot of them with their um, hops and their all their materials that they need for brewing, and their yeasts and right. things like that. So um, he would be happy to. If you come, come to Praegor, you go with him, he'll take you to the, the, the shop, essentially, where they operate out of, and that can be your your hook into meeting these families.
3: Got it. What was the they
0: name of the it. shop um the person that he works for is named uh worm Spittle
4: worm spittle worm spittle the herbalist
0: and that's worm w i uh w y r m
3: so and i'll just chime in like um in a past life, i was a member of the court of the prince who was seven uh, a um very complicated system, and we'll talk about it someday. Another another campfire, maybe when I bring out my bottle of wine. Uh, but um, all I'll say is courtly intrigue, something I'm comfortable with. Uh, and I will say that it always is who you know and who's your refer, refer reference. So if we climb the chain correctly, I feel pretty comfortable we could get um, get in, so to speak,
1: into Castle Brackenwall.
3: Yes, but I really mean more the the social circle. But yes, literally, physically as well. Uh, we just have to play our cards right, do some negotiation. We have our our very talented uh, minstrel friend here, who I'm sure can do some charming uh, introductions. Uh, but I think it's possible.
0: So, uh, just a little extra context about Crab- Castle Brackenwald. It also has a village. Like there, there is the physical castle, but there's a, a little village that resides around oh, it okay. as well. So it's if you go there, uh, there is a place that you can go that's like open to the public, and then. No, from there, okay. you probably have to do like you're saying and get an audience to get get closer to the duke, perhaps.
4: And was uh, that the same castle that had all the overgrowth of the stuff that we got? That
0: different noble no. from different. Okay, yep. Uh, that would have been that would belong to a noble house that's like directly under the duke that controls the region that you are that you initially came in through uh, the river down there.
3: That reminds me, too. So I'll, I'll look at Joffrey and just say, you know, Sir Joffrey, um, well, first of all, thank you for <clears throat> standing on the line with me and, and keeping me alive uh, as long as as we as we made it out. Thank you very much. But I noticed um, you don't seem to take well to that hefty bludgeoning item you have that that mace. Uh, are you you seem dissatisfied with it? Are you um, in the look outlook for a, a better weapon? Yes, more knightly and suiting to you.
1: Absolutely, I've 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 heard of rumors in Lankshorn. There's a a, um, a smithy that may be able to uh, uh work with the types of materials uh, to replace my sword, but I have no idea the type of cost that that would incur. And I imagine some some sort of adventuring would probably be needed before I could place my sword.
3: I have to say, um, maybe it's me being a bit of a romantic or somewhat selfish desire, but um, it makes a great chapter and an epic poem for the knight to forge his powerful weapon to slay the demon, right? So I think um, we should take a little sojourn to um, acquire a truly epic weapon for you.
1: I mean, you're not going to get an argument out of me about that. Um, that is for sure. But I do think we have some. Uh, before we decide what to do next, we've got to decide what to do next in in terms of our cri- the the crystals making families whole, um, you know, and and delivering marjoram uh, uh, to Lady Shantyhood, freeing Sir Silas. Right. I think we've decided we are not going back. Um, to the kingdom we are staying here in dolmenwood um and i'm certainly uh, after we we free sir silas i am i am eager to see what the the you know to acquire a blade uh for sure um or at least pass through and see what it would require to to do so uh cuz i doubt that we have we we will have the funds to um to have said blade made currently especially after making hmm. these families whole
0: fair fair so let's uh, let's. I think are we at a point where we can dissect and delve into some of these questions, and just see consensus? Consensus, what you want to do? So, who do you want to sell the crystals to? You got two potential buyers. So we have
1: the 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 guy who's somebody who's going to sell it to the guy who's smoking them, right? Is that the idea? And then we also have the the family that we uh um, two sources bumped into.
0: Yeah, the brother or sister that um.
1: Why, why don't why don't we figure this out? First, because I why don't we figure out how many crystals we have to sell to begin with, because we have some we have four hundred ninety six that we have shares that we've got to dole out. And then we've got one hundred twenty eight that we acquired before we had to do shares. So I, I think depending, jo- Joffrey would probably recommend that we do business with both to, to, to just have business associates if we have enough crystals to do so.
3: That's really smart. I would agree with that diversify your client base
1: well just uh, and have contacts have
3: mm-hmm.
1: reach within the where you know
0: yeah totally so you've got yeah the 496 from this current run and then whatever you said you know that you have from previous yeah 128 now how would that work like where would you be going initially right now
1: Well, I think we have to, like, we have shares out of this 496. So we've got to figure out what those shares are, and we have to figure out who we owe those shares to. We obviously have the two woodcutters that are with us that we would give their shares and set free, right? Then we'd have to say, okay, um, is is a death share the same as a full share? (laughs) And and then we've got to dole out those death shares.
0: So just to kind of simplify this a bit, um, they are – sort of relying on you to sell these. So they're not taking their crystals and going. They are they are hoping that you you know you guys are the ones that have the connections and that's how you hired them on. So they're waiting for you to make the sale and then
1: ah uh, okay. basically
0: these woodcutters, these two remaining woodcutters, grizzled as they may be at this point, then they would tell you this over the campfire and they'd probably look to you, Joffrey, to say you you say that you are a knight and that you have honor. We're going back home we're going to put our dead to rest. We've been with you and we've seen it. We've seen how you act and we trust you. So they're putting faith that you will return. They're going to put all their faith in you that you're going to handle the business side of it and return back with their coins. So you don't necessarily have to deal with that question right now of like, we can do that at some point in between um, games, but okay, but that's what they're going to do. So like, then it kind of leaves it into your hands. Like, do we do? H- how we How you handle that, but... Okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how many... How with us
1: originally? just curious. It was like six, right? Mm-hmm.
0: There were oh, five of them left. original. There's five, okay. So they're going to count as two and a half people in terms of divvying this up.
5: Logistically, the easiest way to do it would just be what we... well If we gain anything from the pretty much the drug dealer, um, we'd probably just give that money... To, their, to the woodcutter's family since we're still in the area. And yep. we'd collect most of our share back at the brother and sister's place.
1: Yeah, and what I'm thinking is we've got 624 total crystals. I'm thinking we offer 312 to each party, mm-hmm. selling party.
0: That'd be fine. Okay, I'm just going to put this out there. This would be a way... It, it depends. Do you want to go and deal with Jolly, Oysters Pollard directly, or we'll say that you can give the woodcutters their share of the crystals, like you're saying, and they'll sell that to the intermediary, the guy that was manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll alleviate you of complications, unless you want, you know, the complications can be fun. So you know, I'll kind of pass it to you gameplay-wise. I would say... You know, going up to the manor and dealing with them, yeah, it's going to get complicated, and you're going to have story stuff that happens as a result. But they, you can give them the crystals, and they will sell directly to the manufacturer with, you know, the knowledge that you guys were uh, responsible for organizing that if you want future dealings with them. so can, That way we can kind of bypass getting bogged down with that, but, like, leave that story open if you want to return to it later i just think you've got so much on your agenda right now that we don't have to over complicate Mm -hmm. with that if you don't want to dig into that piece we don't want to um
1: so we would give them their shares the two and a half yeah shares of people so out of being five seven and a half shares of the total so we would divide the total by seven 7.5 what's the total the total is—I uh, just had it up—six thirty-two.
4: You said no, I believe twenty-four, four ninety-six plus one twenty-eight is six
1: 624. twenty-four. Yep, divided by seven point five is eighty-three point two. So we would give them time uh, eighty-three point two times two point five, right?
4: Yeah, 41.6 is each half share.
0: Yeah. And we just want to give a shout-out here. Thank you, Troll Lord Games, for the shout-out, or uh, for the raid, Uh, coming in with 71 viewers. Welcome in, everybody. Hello, hello. You guys, we're having a good uh stream here this morning. We're playing some old-school essentials running Dolmenwood.
1: So if we give them their 208 crystals, that leaves us with... 16
3: yeah basically they should get a third and we get two thirds
1: that sounds fair that sounds right that that you guys don't want to necessarily go deal with the rock smoking guy right now right
4: not at this point i
1: think
4: (laughs) why don't um
3: if you want to still get the the business component to it you could and I, i i could see this in characters like well why don't we give ourselves a name as a brand and These uh, workers can be our representatives, and so we still get the clout, the
4: recognition, but we don't have to deal with them directly. I could uh, draw up a little card or something for them to give to them. What about Fitzpatrick and Fitzpatrick? Mining interest.
1: Oh, that has a nice ring to it. (laughs) 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 Sure. Mom um and Dad always did want us to get into business together.
5: Hmm. I love that it's like the business of like selling these crystal meth. T- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You didn't think that? Well, you know, mushroom I, I, drug origin story was going to escalate and be the <laughs> gateway drug to this.
1: <laughs> they said to lean into your, you know, your skills and what you're good at, brother. And this is certainly what you are good at
0: mm- mm-hmm. okay we we can uh handle kind of the 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 math of it uh off stream but essentially you're giving them their their share, their share and they're they're gonna divvy that up and then that takes it out of your hands that 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 makes sense that way you um don't have to backtrack back this way of to pay out or every everything like that so okay got the answer to that um
1: and so our next place we'd be heading after the woodcutter's camp would then be to the brother and sister to sell the crystals mm-hmm. to them, the, the remaining share. Correct.
0: Cool. Are there other lingering questions that we have to deal with before we uh, fade to black to the rest?
1: Uh, only
5: question would be, would we stay in the woodcutter's camp to
0: you heal would ha- up? You would have to for a night. Oh, mm-hmm. oh for, for a number of days. Yeah.
3: I think
1: so. Right?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Yeah, I would appreciate <laughs> some healing. Okay, as would I, and a bath, and a bath, and a good meal.
0: So, um, okay, that sounds good. You get a nice full rest here. So one hit point back, um, out on the road, resting, and, um, Sir Joffrey, you have a dream. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. And in this dream, you see yourself, um definitely in a forested area but um, you're standing before a I guess sort of a mound or a hill and there's a, a big kind of rolling stone in front of it and you watch yourself you're you're moving this slab of stone out of the way and there is a an entrance there and stone steps leading down and in the dream you watch yourself. Descending those stairs and going into the darkness, you pull out a torch, and um, your your perception is kind of, you're not like, you're watching yourself do this. And so you watch yourself delving into this old tomb, and it sort of gets sort of glossy for a bit, but as your consciousness, as we refocus on what is happening with Joffrey, you just see yourself um, standing over a... Um, Standing in this vaulted chamber, and there is a, um, coffer with a skeleton in it, and you are removing a ring from the finger of the skeleton, and then you exit, you watch yourself, you exit the tomb, and there the Elven Maiden is, like, waiting for you, and you get down and bended knee and present the ring to her, and you slip it onto her finger. And there's, like, maybe a little bit of, like, a, uh, kind of matrimonial kind of feel to it, like a proposal. but then. You know, this all kind of plays out, and um, you're getting all those same feels that you did back when you first dreamt of this Elven Maiden. Um, it's celebratory, happy, it feels vivid, it feels real like it's happening, but then you wake up, and then the disappointment kind of sets in that aren't actually, like that isn't actually transpired.
1: Did I have my my sword with me, or a, a dark steel sword with me?
0: I'm gonna say yes. You do in that dream have that.
1: Ooh, yeah, it's a rough way to wake up, man. I'm probably, I'm probably waking up too to the sounds of my brother snoring.
0: Just loud,
5: just <laughs> yeah. like a, just cut a nasty fart to right? just right there. <laughs>
1: yeah, right just, in my face, probably. Yeah, too. You just know, like, ah,
5: it's, ah. That stew is coming back.
1: Uh, I'm really. <laughs> I, Joffrey is not happy about where he's at right now. He he looks down, his sword isn't there. There's still this mace, this bludgeoning mace there. Elf maiden isn't there. The ring, that beautiful ring that that he uh you know, went to the depths of the earth to get to present to her, you know, as as this proposal isn't isn't there, and he's just like, ugh.
0: So um with that, you're going to start traveling back to the woodcutter's camp um, along the road. It's going to be uncomplicated. Prior, um, did you want to do a foraging check today? Always. It's yeah, rough because it's really warm and steamy today. It's really muggy out. Ooh. Uh,
3: I got a three. I believe I don't. That so one or anything. two, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So. Nope.
1: You know what? Before is our moss Dwarf friend traveling with us, with us currently, or is he's for he's a
0: definitely... few hours? Uh, for a little bit, he'll have to you know come with you to the little stone uh bridge where the Grimalkin had been previously. Head south, but as soon as you get to the the intersection there, he's going to split and go east. Where there's a sign that says Castle Brack, Brackenwald, Prigwort that way. Water Woodcutters Camp that way. Fog Lake. Coming from the north, so um, he'll say his goodbyes to you, and he'll again uh, give you that kind of open invitation
2: that if you're ever in prigwort you know, come look me up, guys. Happy to have you. And
4: most definitely, this
2: is the letter. Wish me luck. <laughs> yeah.
4: Good luck.
1: I'll probably before we part ways with him too. I'll probably Gonna chat him it. up a, a little bit about like the herb that he was coming to the to the. Uh, oh yeah cave to get and and just find out some information about that and because we did come across some weird plant life that we collected there too, so.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, he'll tell you, um, yeah. Uh, he, my warm spittle, he's looking for a rare plant. It's called, um, Blushing Mandrake. Um, you heard of it. well, uh, apparently what it can do, he has a way of using this, um, To create an alchemical solution that can change one's um, biological sex characteristics.
1: So make you a a lady a man and a man a lady?
2: Yeah.
5: Very, very rare. Uh, The the friar would take out his notes that he's collected and kind of ask the uh, description of what it looked like and whatnot.
0: Yeah, and I can give you that. A blushing mandrake.
4: I wonder if the brother sister pair that we have dealings with were utilizing that.
5: Oh.
0: Blushing mandrake is a spindly, one foot long, roughly humanoid uh, looking root, you know, mandrake. It's got kind of a little, you know, pull it out of the ground. It's kind of a little person like thing. Um, and it is said that the blushing mandrake, when you pluck it or pull it out, out of the ground, it turns from a maybe earthy purple, it'll get bright red. It'll blow, it, it turns. Oh, and that's where it gets. Insane. Um, if eaten, uh, I'm going to say that he knows all of this about it. He'll tell you if you eat it, it, um, is very poisonous. You don't want to just eat it raw. It needs to be properly prepared in order to create that, uh, potion. It isn't an instant thing. It's a very slow kind of painful process. Um, drinking that potion, and so uh, one has to be you know committed that 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 is their decision that they want to um make that change
1: and it sounds like his master has somebody that it's intended for or somebody's seeking it out
0: um he probably doesn't know that if there's like a true consumer in mind or if it's just need to have one of these on the shelves just for that that occasion um you getting you know from Oblum, you get the sense he's sort of he's probably a sort of a lackey of the herbalist but maybe a very trusted one that he was sent out to go and do this sounds like it may be caught based on what you're reading from the situation the doppelganger must have must have gotten enough of a reputation that even out in Pregwort someone heard there's someone dealing in herbs and such in this cave um so this warm
4: spittle well uh he pay top coin for that.
0: Yeah, he'll say that he's um he's got resources, and so if you find it, he, yeah, probably pay you. He, he's going to throw out a number and say probably at least two hundred gold per root. Okay. Well, let me let me have that. The, the potion would cost two hundred. He'll say maybe a hundred gold. He'd pay a hundred gold for one. Pretty good. All right, we will see. We did the foraging roll, came up negative. Um, other things that you want to do on the road to woodcutters camp. So as we uh, start to conclude the session, what I'm going to say is, we're going to fast-track time. I'm going to just say, hey, you know, unless you guys have things that you want to do in the Woodcutters camp, but I don't get the sense that that's where interesting things are going to happen. Sounds like the next interesting thing that might happen would be maybe potentially the sale of the crystals to the brother and sister, and then you're going to head to Chateau. So. Mm -hmm. That's where we'll pick it up. We'll pick up the next session. We'll, the action will start. You've arrived at uh, the brother and sister. There won't be any complications in terms of wandering counters or things like that in between. And then I'll just give you an accounting in between, like, here's how much you need to spend on lodging to get to, you know, full health and all of that kind of stuff. And we'll we'll figure that all out off stream. Um, thank you. For the follow there, uh, Josephus77, we appreciate you coming over. If you came over in the raid, uh, again, thank you to Troll Lord Games. We gave them a shout out. Go and uh, follow them. Go get caught up on uh, some Castles and Crusades or any of the different streams of the products that they're uh, showcasing over on that channel. We appreciate the support and the the raid. We're all we're all dipping our toes into different uh tabletop systems right now. So um yeah, catch catch a stream, see a game system you're not familiar with and try something out that maybe is non-5e. Um yeah, so I think that is going to wrap up the session. Why don't we transition here real quick uh, just to pay uh, some tribute to one another, do some gratitude before we uh, maybe pass the love on to the next uh, streamer. So why don't we start here? Well, whoever popcorned around, uh, whoever wants to start with gratitude.
4: Uh, I'll throw out some gratitude to Ryan with his uh, interaction with the Moss dwarf and, um, and Winston as well for, I guess having, you know, the conversation kind of bringing your character to life here. He's kind of just been uh, somebody who stood up front and got knocked down twice. So <laughs> <laughs> it's good to really finally meet him. So, uh, but it was uh, some good, fun RP today. Mm.
5: Oh, I'll, I mean, I'll second that. Yeah, it was fun to learn more about your character. Uh Winston and Ryan, I always love your interactions, and it surprises me how full-hearted your character is. Sometimes it's great, it's <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> He's not very bright. Means <laughs> well. Thank you.
3: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll throw some gratitude towards uh, uh, towards a good friar for just uh, always being like kind of playing really always playing the character i just love how you're immediately clued into like the herbs and like just kind of playing that out and then cooking the good meal and all that like it just really adds a lot of like nice texture to the party which is great so
1: yeah I, um i think i'm gonna throw my gratitude out to winston as well i the the whole nag lord thing kind of bringing that in i think that actually has some potential to be like a very big like a uh, uh undercurrent with this whole thing, and this, that's sort of like the intro. So it's sort of like it's sort of like in the epic movie where you meet the character on the side of the road that like opens up the whole next chapter, you know. So I'm getting those vibes, and, and I, I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was
3: laughing because I Alex had like suggested as like a, a direction to go, and I was like, cool. And I want to like start off last session just like Naglord, Naglord, and then I almost died, and I was like, I'm just gonna die. And they're never going to hit with a Naglord. <laughs> and then just be like, whatever. Let's go back to selling crack rock.
1: I mean, we're not going to not sell crack rock.
3: <laughs> That's the fuel for the war effort.
0: It's dirty. Dirty business fighting the Naglord.
4: <laughs> That's right. Find allies where you can.
0: Awesome.
1: Between the crystals and, and the root that we're looking for, man, we're going to have all the underground drugs going on.
3: That's right. Mm-hmm. Mushrooms.
0: And- Look at that mushroom.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got to emphasize it.
0: Well, hopefully you wrote that down so I know how to re- <laughs> re- reference it when someone inevitably uh, throws it in a pot of stew. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're I trying just to wrote poison some green- NPC.
1: <laughs> I wrote down green one-up mushroom. Is that <laughs> <Yep>. good enough? <laughs> Definitely good enough.
0: So uh, thanks, everybody, for coming and hanging out with us here. Thanks, players, for playing and uh, keeping this going. This is one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite of all time. I'm having a lot of fun with this. So uh, those of you in the audience, please do check out our Discord server. We'll put the link there in the Twitch chat. If you're listening to this, just check the description of the channel on whatever service you're, if it's, you know, Apple or Google or Spotify, there should be a link in there for uh, the discord server. Come and check it out. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on. Um, discussion wise, we've also got a lot of things going on playing wise. And so I would say our community is very accessible. It's very easy to get into games with us. We do run a community campaign that is open to everyone to hop in and join, So, join our discord. That's the best way to kind of get to know us and get the details on all of that. um, the other thing is, if if you are listening to this on the podcast and you're enjoying that, uh, that's sort of an experiment a bit for me to do this. And I will 100% acknowledge this is not a professional kind of thing, right? You've been, if this is like episode like 10 or 11 for you at this point, and you've listened and you can hear, we've all got families. We've got kids in the background and such. And so we appreciate you coming along on the journey and, uh, you know, it's it's a little rough on the audio, but uh, if you are enjoying it, consider supporting the podcast. It costs money to do this, and so your support kind of helps to continue to maintain that. And so, again, check the uh, description. Where, wherever you're catching this, there should be a link there for how you can support the the podcast side of things for, for us. So we appreciate that. All right. Um, I think that's going to call it to a close. Um we got another game here tonight, it, it, like the, afferm- uh, the aforementioned uh, community campaign. Our good friend Gabe here is going to be running a Tier 1 game for our 5e folks uh, tonight at 7pm. And when the, ne- the other game that we have is tomorrow night at 7pm. We've got some Dungeon Crawl classics we're going to be playing in uh, the Lankmar uh, sandbox, so you can come and check that out as well. With that, let's go and head over we'll send a raid over to roll positive gaming and see see what they're up to so thanks everybody we will catch you next time thanks for
4: stopping bye bye thanks troll lord